pursue love 27. It's my final reflection. On 1 Corinthians 14 verse 1, follow the way of love. And I'm linking it with a passage from Mark chapter 12. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbour as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Follow the way of love. Let's briefly recap the shape of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And it's like an ark. Paul invites us to begin a journey with him saying, I will show you the most excellent way. And climbing up with him, we see that all endeavours of faith are worth absolutely nothing without love. Then when we reach the summit, Paul holds up love like a diamond in the light, showing us each beautiful facet in turn so we can really see what love looks like. Then, coming down again the far side, Paul points out that all spiritual gifts and much of life as we know it will pass away. Only love will remain. And so we land on today's verse. Follow the way of love. It's a command, but it sounds quite a tame one, like follow the road home and you'll get there eventually. Paul actually uses a far more intense, almost aggressive word, diokote, a word he applied to himself when he was persecuting the church. This word comes from the language of a race, Pursue love as if you're the runner who's determined to get the prize. It's also the language of the chase. Pursue love as if you're the hunter tracking down his prey. When it comes to love, we can't just take it or leave it. As followers of Jesus, we must make every effort to love as God loves. So why would we want to do this? Because love is of beautiful and of eternal value. Yes, of course. But also because this is the command of God himself. When Jesus was asked which is the most important commandment, he quotes the Old Testament saying, we are to love the Lord your God. Not obey him, love him and love him with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. In other words, strain every sinew to do so. And close on the heels of this command comes love your neighbour as yourself. Because God is love and we're made in his image, 
the core requirement he places on us is to love, to love him and then to express that love by loving the person God places in front of us. So, that irritable work colleague or difficult member of your family becomes an opportunity for you to learn that love is patient and love is not easily angered. That time you are tempted to compare yourself with other people and either be jealous of them or look down on them, that becomes the place God teaches you that love does not boast and love is not proud. So love is God's command, endorsed in turn by Jesus. But then there is the new command Jesus gives his followers, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know you're my disciples if you love one another. Love for one another is the hallmark of Jesus' followers and so becomes a melody weaving through all the letters to the churches. The Ephesians, Paul writes, follow God's example and live a life of love. Peter writes, above all, love each other deeply. And John says, dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Maybe do a word study sometime and see how many times the call to love rings out through the New Testament. According to Christian tradition, when the Apostle John became so old he could no longer preach, he used to be carried into the congregation at Ephesus and just said, Little children, love one another. After a while, some of his hearers grew a little tired of hearing the same message over and over, and they asked John why he kept on saying it. His reply was, because it is the Lord's command, and if this is all you do, it is enough. So my final challenge to myself and to you is to pursue love. Pursue love today, and then tomorrow and all the days after that. Pursue love and be intentional about it, working it out in your everyday relationships, but always seeking the help of the Holy Spirit because the primary fruit of God's Spirit is love. A prayer from Paul's letter to the Ephesians. I pray that out of his glorious riches, the Father may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Amen.
And now our memory verses for the final time. 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 to 8. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud. It does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. <laughs>